Welcome to Recorded Conversations, episode 14. Uh, today, I'm joined with a good friend of mine, Ryan Hurst, uh, one of the most creative people I know. Um, great eye, um, great person, honestly. Always love his conversations, always uh, forward thinking, um, empathetic, um, and always, yeah, always appreciated the, your time and, and energy when either over the phone or in person. So I'm, I'm glad we can hop on and, and have a conversation. Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me. Uh... Always good to uh, to talk and get together and all that. So I'm looking forward to it. Dope. Um, kind of let's start. Like, just what what is going what is going on? Um, kind of like how are you digesting this time? How um, just like yeah, overarching. Um, what's your kind of take on what's going on and and how how are you handling it? Yeah, I mean, dude, this is a this is a crazy weird time. Uh, I want to say this is probably like the biggest like moment that's probably happened like in our lives in our lifetime um i've been handling it uh pretty good um luckily i i still i still have a job i have um i live in new york right now and um parents live in atlanta georgia so uh about a month ago i flew back here i figured this is probably gonna last for a few months so i just kind of wanted to get to more of a safe space and uh just have a nice place to just kind of lock in and just get a lot of work done um so that's kind of where I'm at right now um just trying to focus on just like the positive things in life like you know I feel like for a while every day I was hearing about friends getting laid off you know families getting laid off um or like cousins and stuff like that um but yeah I mean it's just a weird time there's a lot to digest and I feel like you know the only thing you can do is just kind of take it day by day so that's kind of where I'm at with it yeah, when when did you get out of New York and kind of like what was that that flying experience or going through the airport like um or like what yeah. were your last last moments in in the city and what did it look like and feel like? So it's April seventh right now. I flew out on March tenth. Um, that was actually no, yeah, it was on March tenth. Uh, dude, flying going to the airport was a crazy like unique experience. Uh, I got there and there was literally nobody there. Like I thought it was closed. It said on the little security signs, zero to five minute wait. You just kind of walk up. Uh, the, the TSA person, like, checking your ID is, like, asking every single person, like, do you feel all right? It's just like, yeah, they're trying to just make sure you're not flying with a fever or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, there's there's no lines. You're just walking through. A lot of people wearing masks and stuff like that, and you're kind of just praying that you make it to your destination safely, making sure, you know, nothing nothing goes wrong or anything. But I don't think I'll ever have – an experience like that flying again. I don't know how it's going to be going back. I mean, I think the weirdest thing when I was leaving my apartment is I was just kind of right before I closed the door, I was like, I don't know when the last time I'm going to be or like when the next time I'm, I'm going to be here is. I thought that was like a, a very weird thought. You know, I just booked a one way back here to Atlanta and um, yeah, that, that's just where, where I've been at. Yeah. That's, it's a super, super interesting like mindset. Um, I was kind of in a, in a situation where I was, I was headed to Cleveland for my, my sister's Mac basketball tournament. And I was planning, I headed back to New York um, that Sunday. It was like kind of a week before it got, got pretty bad. And, and she ended up losing um, on Wednesday. So I was kind of like, Oh, do I go back to New York now or, or just go back to Grand Rapids until Sunday and head home. And um, I, I decided to go with my parents back to Grand Rapids. And then a few days later, it's like, got, got pretty bad. I'm like, well, I, I might not, I might not be back for, for a long time and and i mean today we just said what day is it april april 7th like not knowing we still don't know when um 
when this is all going to be over, which is crazy. How, how are you handling it from like a professional standpoint? Um, what's, what's kind of been your cha- change of routine or have you been keeping a routine or kind of like, yeah, what's your, what's your day to day like? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I feel like I'm now at a pretty steady routine. Uh, you know, it was those first few days, I think waking up, it was just kind of like the motivation's not really there. Cause it's like, you know, shit, there's so much going on that it's hard to focus on like what you got to do in your normal, like day-to-day work hours. Um, especially like the, the no sports going on as somebody who works in sports, it's, it's pretty weird just having to come up with different ideas and, you know, different content for, um, things that people can interact and engage with when there's literally no live sports to watch. Um, but yeah, I think I've seen a lot of people say it on social media about, you know, wake up, take a shower, change, get in, get into like normal clothes that, you know, just like getting in these little routines will help you not feel so bad. Um, so I think that's something that's like really important that's been helping me. And I feel like, you know, it, it, it takes a, it takes a, a few days to kind of, you know, get used to these routines. And that's kind of where I, I feel like I'm at now is you know, I, I wake up and I'm a little bit more excited about the day and I'm just kind of ready to just knock out whatever I need to knock out. I like it. Um, for people listening that don't know, Ryan, Ryan works at Bleacher Report. Um, I kind of had a question. You're, you're talking about this whole, it's just an interesting time for, for you and Bleacher Report, just not having any sports to, um, <laughs> to talk about and, and your job, especially of uh, producing content around that. Um, and what ways do you see like Bleacher Report getting creative, maybe from like a tangible, like, like project standpoint that you liked and like maybe what's some like deeper underlying things that like this pressure is kind of like making you guys get more creative that might spill over to even when sports are on that made you think a little bit more outside the box. Right. So I think one of the ways is, you know, we've been just posting a bunch of just kind of like on this day, you know, however many years ago this happened and just kind of keep providing these sports highlights on your, on your timeline throughout the day or, you know, throughout the week. Um, And then other than that, it's like, you just got to remember that everybody's kind of in the same situation, like sitting at home, like dealing with this. And so it's like, you don't want to kind of go like too off the rails with like what you do. So it's kind of important to find that fine balance between, you know, getting creatives, whether it's like interactive games that, you know, people, people can interact with um, through like a social post or, you know, TikTok is becoming a a huge, a huge thing now. and so just trying to come up with different content with that. Um, I mean, yeah, we, it's a lot of, it's a big group of people trying to you know, put their heads together. And I think we're, you know, we're still trying to figure out kind of what that long-term solution is if, if the sports doesn't really come back for a few more months. Yeah, that's, that's super interesting. I mean, I guess if we could look back, um, what, what's your prediction? What's your, what's your thoughts on, on when do you think sports will, will return if you had to guess? uh it's so hard to say i've seen um i've seen some talks about you know the nba trying to hold like playoffs in vegas or just doing like a a three-game tournament for the first round you know kind of ending the regular season and just having however many i think it would be however many teams in vegas um just playing that that would play in the playoffs to give an actual date i mean I don't know. It's like the, I want, I I want to be very optimistic and say like end of June or something like early July. I just think like there's so much more that needs to be figured out. You know, I saw something about, um, 
I don't know if it was MMA or UFC, but they were talking about, you know, booking a private island and flying out fighters there. And that, that's how they were going to run, uh, you know, a, a few fights, you know, kind of out there being secluded. Um, I don't know. I, everybody just kind of has to get creative and you got to think, you know, what's the worst that could happen. And, you know, just like, obviously hope that that doesn't happen, but I don't know. I mean, they, you know, you got a lot of, a lot of people in, in those positions making those decisions and I'm sure they're thinking through every single different outcome. I would say, I think it's going to be a long time before we see sports being played with, you know, a sold out arena or just a bunch of fans being there. I think that's something that's going to take a long time to figure out how can we get everybody together in these giant, you know, groups in giant arenas where everybody's very close together. I think that's going to take a long time. I think the first step is just kind of getting these athletes back out there and like just kind of providing enter- entertainment for people again and having these athletes just do what they love. Do, do you see a rise in esports, or do you see this like um, increasing esports viewership or do you think this is kind of like the start of, of their kind of ascend or what's kind of your view on esports, especially during this time and, and maybe like future projections? Yeah, I think there's already just like been a rise in it. I saw they they were doing the NBA 2K tournament. I honestly haven't been following it that closely. Um, I'm just personally not into e-gaming. Um, but I mean, you know, the spotlight's on them. You know, it's it's really up to that community and up to, you know, the the players on kind of how they want to take it and what they want to do with it. And But I mean, like, you know, this is the time to do that. You know, there's nothing else going on. This is the time where you know people in e-gaming need to need to shine, um, but it, it it's been cool seeing like all the tournaments and seeing uh, you know seeing seeing these players get you know go go on uh, like Twitch and stuff like that and just see that you know they're normal people just like us they're you know having to stay inside and not interact with people and just kind of do what you can to get by through the day. Yeah, I think this this whole pandemic is just like allowing uh, putting a lot of pressure to to think creatively and outside the box maybe just outside your prevent like not just your profession but outside of like how, maybe find the silver lining and and where do you, what do you think this is kind of like teaching us or like how, how do you hope we grow from kind of the situation as as humanity as a whole um i think first off like the world's just gonna come out like cleaner you know like i've seen in a bunch of cities i saw this like a social post about this in la how like pollution has gone down a lot um and just kind of nature is just kind of like doing its thing um you know when i I remember being in new york before everything really started getting crazy and i just i remember just seeing like hand sanitizer stations everywhere and i was like damn like you know and subways were getting cleaned and like subway like like the stations you know how nasty those are yeah, it, was oh, like, yeah. Damn, it, it, it took like a major like catastrophe pandemic for like people to kind of open their eyes and think like okay this needs to get fixed like I think that's that that's one advantage to take from it um I mean there's going to be so much like economical and just like societal changes to this it's like it's just like way too much you know yeah I agree maybe maybe let's touch on like some personal things of like what was maybe give some people some background of like how'd you get where you are and and we'll even dive into more like inspiration stuff but maybe like touch on your high level journey on where you are now and um yeah just so the people listening kind of understand yeah so um 
I'm like right now I'm working full time with Bleach Reports, uh, social team doing graphic design, video editing, um, other creative production work. Uh, if you follow BR, you've probably seen my work somewhere. Um, I, I've been working there for about four years now. Um, but to get, how I got into it, it was kind of an accident. It was funny. I remember uh, just going to play basketball at my local gym and the AJC, it's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's a newspaper in Atlanta. I had a picture of Kevin Garnett, Amari Stoudemire, and um, who's the last one? I think it was Tim Duncan, all in Atlanta Hawks jerseys. Obviously, those are three guys that have never played for the Atlanta Hawks, but I remember just being, like, blown away the thought of, like, somebody could take a jersey on one player and put them into another. And as a Hawks fan who really I, – I think at the time, like, Josh Smith or Joe Johnson was our best player. It's like to see <laughs> Hall, Hall of Fame caliber players, like, in the same jersey as the team that you, you cheer for. It was, like, mind-blowing. And so I kind of went into um, – dove deeper into this whole concept of just, like, how are people swapping these jerseys and stuff like that? And that kind of introduced me into Photoshop and I've always had a passion for just sports and uh, trying to get into Photoshop and graphic design. And um, I kind of jumped onto the Twitter wave early um, back in the day, like 2007, I think I was in middle school and those are when all the athletes were on Twitter and uh, you know, they would interact with people all the time. It was way easier to, to send something to them and for them to see it. Now Twitter is such a, crowded space that they kind of just I feel like don't look at their mentions as much but back then I looked at that as a as kind of this lane that I could design things and send it to them and so that's how I got a I got a lot of connections with the athletes and um, they were very appreciative of the work that I did and even as just like a young kid having an athlete like reply back to you was like the dopest feeling and that kind of just like uh, fueled me to just keep going and wanting to just kind of see where it could take me and I you know, I'm still in that space now and it's, it's kind of been a crazy ride. So that's, that's dope. You talk about that, that journal in, inspiring you to kind of like spark that, that creativity or, or that way of thinking. What are some other, other people or things that, that kind of inspire and shape kind of your, your, um, your touch or your, your style? Uh, I would say right now, I, I, I pull a lot from just like a bunch of different uh, fields that, you know, I'm not even into, or not that I'm into, but fields that I'm not just kind of like a part of, you know, like right now I'm in, you know, social content. Um, but, you know, I look at music artists, you know, Travis Scott, uh, Drake, Kendrick, guys like that. Um, even, you know, guys that produce, like, you know, we, you and me, we, we talk about Rick Rubin all the time and, you know, music video directors, Cole Bennett, people like that. Um, Virgil with fashion, like there, there's just a bunch of different, you know, I like to pull inspiration because I feel like as an artist, everybody, you know, they, they share the same kind of like thoughts and feelings when it comes to being inspired and when it comes to being driven and what you do and kind of being a perfectionist to your own, to your own craft. Um, and I think that, you know, whether you're into graphic design, music, even sports, you know, I think, you know, athletes are artists within their own right of, you know, they're, they have something that they're skilled at and they're trying to perfect it to the best of their ability. Um, so, I mean, the inspiration comes from everywhere. There's not like, you know, one certain thing that I, that I really look to. Yeah. Um, I, we talk about Rick Rubin a lot, but, um, that's, yeah, that's my guy too. What, what kind of like, 
introduce you to Rick and like what what intrigues you most um, about him or, or what do you find inspiration within his his I guess you'd say message or or or, or what he portrays right um so I guess I, I've always kind of known who he was but I don't think I always like kind of search for what he was saying um I remember his like uh Shangri-La uh documentary was one that kind of like really caught my attention and um you know I sat down I loved every that that was a uh, a documentary I think it was on HBO um where he's got this little I'm pretty sure it's his home somewhere in LA uh or it might just be his little like production studio but it's just a very uh peaceful calming vibe where you know so many legendary artists come through and share their work with him and produce and just make music and just create um just genuine memories and um that was the that was the big thing that kind of got me into him and then I started you know researching about you know how he got started and starting Def Jam the music label in his NYU dorm room and you know him collaborating with people like the 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 Beastie Boys and Jay-Z and Kanye and Pharrell and all these other artists and um he's just a very you know passionate guy that you know, every time he talks, you you want to listen because you know, like, if you're having a conversation with him, you're just you're walking away like gaining some kind of knowledge by what he's saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's just a very interesting guy. YouTube, I I I looked up you know all of his interviews on YouTube all the time, and I feel like he he's just very relatable as a as a as a creative. You know, you don't even need to be in music to kind of relate to the words that he's saying. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, when you're talking, you're talking about his his space in in Malibu and and the calming um, feeling it has. Kind of what's like, what's your workspace like? What where where do you find your most productive? Um, and maybe like, yeah, maybe some tips or or what you've learned through your process of like finding that flow state of like uh, when you get your most work done. What what does that look like for you? And and kind of like, what did you learn? Some tips or trades um, to kind of build that um, setting. Um. I mean, one thing that I've always been, you know, I think one of the most recent things I've heard Rick Rubin say that, you know, I, I attach myself to pretty quickly is when he talks about, uh, you know, like doing things for, for money is is fine. You know, everybody's got to make a living and all that. But, um, you know, when you're doing it for just like the pure passion of wanting to do it, and if you can surround yourself by a bunch of other, a bunch of other creatives that also are in that same mindset, it's like, there's no ceiling to, to what you, you can create. Um, you know, and in terms of what I do to kind of like get in the zone and all that, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always listening to music all the time. So I got, I got headphones in. I don't like, I'll put my phone on do not disturb. Um, I, I won't pick it up for a few hours. I'm just like, I get very bothered if, you know, that space, that headspace I'm in gets disrupted. So, you know, I like to get, focus like in the zone um nobody around me I, if I can be my be by myself I like being by myself um but I mean yeah that, that's just kind of the way I just get locked in and I I feel like in my opinion that's the best way that that's the best way to work you know because otherwise you know we, we were talking about this where we're in this situation where um you know everybody has to work from home and we were talking about we get a lot more done by being at home rather than like being in an office where you know you take coffee breaks with coworkers or you just have little conversations that you know last hours and 
you know, it's easy for, you know, time to slip away when you're surrounded by a bunch of people and you're, you know, a part of meetings and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, like now it's just, for me, I feel like it, it's the best time to just kind of like lock in and get whatever you need to get done. And for me, like, that's how I pass the time, you know, very quickly. Yeah. I just, I just kind of, I, I just kind of get lost in, in the, uh, the, the work that I do. I like that. When, when did you start putting your phone on, on do not disturb? Was that like kind of an early on thing or was that a, a later on, um, kind of trick that you, 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 uh, started implementing? Uh, probably once that feature came out on the iPhone, I was like, yeah, this is dope. I, I used to, I, I think I just used to put my phone on silent. Um, but like, I would always get annoyed if like, I could feel, feel like, you know, the, the phone vibrating, like a text message coming through or like a, like a phone call coming through. Cause like in my mind, it's like, I kind of get sidetracked and I'm like, dang, like somebody's like reaching out. Like they, they, they might need me for something or, you know, like depending on what it is, but you know, now I just like, it, it's kind of like my time to disconnect and be fully focused on, on what I'm doing. So yeah, whenever that feature came out, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm definitely utilizing this for sure. <laughs> game over um you talk about music um maybe like what what type of music do you listen to while you work and then like maybe even overarching like what music has impacted your life most and um and what does music mean to you yeah so i'm not i'm not very like diverse in the, in the music i listen to is like anybody who knows me i'm i'm always listening to to rap music hip-hop you know um i'll, I'll get into r&b a little bit if if i'm not you know trying to get hyped up or whatever um yeah that's really been it I, I remember you know listening to like Lil Wayne Carter 3 back in I can't remember like that might have been 2007 2008 or whatever but that's kind of what got me into hip-hop I think everything before that I was just casually listening to whatever was popular on the radio um but now e even more recently uh you know I I feel like everybody's got to have their you know music that you know you go to just kind of like chill music have you ever heard of like slowed and reverb music no I haven't uh, it's it's uh it's not even really it's not really like a genre i don't think but it's something that i've noticed is like very popular on youtube right now but it's i mean it's uh i'm trying to think like the best way to explain is it like it. those just, is it like wait i might know is it like those like two hour long like brain like almost like um it's very similar so i i i think you're talking about like lo-fi music i like yeah, yeah. lo-fi music all the time as well that's like yeah no no song lyrics it's just very yeah, yeah. chill mellow beats and um but slow and reverb is kind of the same it's literally like any type of frank ocean um bryson tiller it could be literally any music artist that somebody just goes into some kind of program they slow it down and they add a bunch of reverb to it so it kind of if you're listening to it with headphones, it kind of puts you in this just kind of like loopy, uh, not really psychedelic, but just kind of like zoned out space. Um, to me, it's very calming. It's extremely calming. Uh, and it's like, it's a way where you can listen to like your favorite artists, your favorite songs, but without like, it's just kind of, it's kind of a new spin onto what you're so used to listening to for so long. And yeah. especially like at, at night where I'm trying to just, wind down and just hang out but like still get work done um that's that, that's definitely what i'm listening to yeah, that's super interesting i've never i've never heard of that you talk about kind of like um i don't know i guess as an artist or a content creator like you i have to think outside the box um have you always considered yourself an artist or like kind of um yeah what's your take on that like do you believe everyone's an artist or is, do you think it's something that you 
gain, learn, born with? Um, what, kind of what's your take on just like being a content creator, being an artist, uh, high level? Yeah. Um, now, I don't think I ever considered myself like an artist until maybe I think when I started working and I realized that, you know, I kind of came into the space of like a graphic designer, but then I, I got very interested into video editing and then video editing got me into you know other type you know directing and being a, you know a creative producer and stuff um and so that's when i when i kind of realized that you know i can't put myself into a box that's just like this one label of like this is what i do it's like you know i'm i'd rather just be called like an artist you know it's like um i don't like being put in this box or this one category of what i can do you know I, somebody like kanye where it's like early on when he was trying to get into shoes, everybody was telling him like, no, bro, you're, you're a music artist. Like, what are you trying to do? Get into shoes. Like you actually think people are going to buy this. And, you know, he was with Nike and then he went to Adidas and, you know, now you can see where he's, what, what he's been doing there. Um, but like, that's the thing is, you know, you don't, don't let other people put you in these boxes. And um, I think with just like being an artist, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Anybody, anybody can do it. Uh, you know, I think, photographers are artists i think if you have uh you know if you're taking pictures on your iphone and putting them online and people like them it's like there you go you're a photographer it's like it's a very it's kind of like a loose you know a kid that's playing high school basketball it's like you're an athlete but it, you know are you putting them on the same level as an nba player it's not they're, they're not quite on the same level but it's like you can still journalize them in this in this in this one category um but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I think it's I, I think it's a very vague kind of title. Um that I don't I don't lean into titles that much. Like it, that's what yeah. I'm saying with like trying to knock away from like being known as like this one thing or this one person or I don't know, maybe I'm just waiting for like the one thing to really catch on. Everybody be like, All right, this is this is what this kid does, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just kinda how I've always thought about it. Yeah, I'm just I have a a question, like say hypothetically like i'm i'm a kid that would be like no i'm not you know i mean i'm not creative i'm not an artist um blah 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 like how would you maybe like approach them or like a lot like kind of like yeah maybe some like exercises or questions or like ways to maybe like shift their mindset and maybe like think outside the box um or do you think like there's just certain people that aren't aren't that way I mean, my first, my first question or just answer back to that would be like, you know, the first thing is like, what are you trying to do? It's like, I think already you're, that's a terrible mindset to have of saying like, you're not an artist or you're not creative. Like that's just a mindset that you're currently in and that you're telling and that you're feeding into, you know? And it's like, this isn't about anything that's going on around you. It's about like the way you're thinking yourself. Um, and like I said, think about your goals and what you want to do um if you do want to you know make movies make music make make videos whatever it's like don't right now where you're at say that you're not an artist and you're not creative because it's like you're never gonna reach that by having that mentality i think it that's the way that's what people got to remember is like that's what it starts with is the mentality if you think that you can do it you're you're probably gonna do it you know if it's if it's within reach and if it's within your own capabilities of being able to do it. Yeah, I like that. It's it might be a similar question, but I guess the overarching is like creativity learned or like inherited. 
you know what I mean? Like, is it, is it something you can learn or do you inherit it from like uh, genetics? I, I think it goes both. I don't know about, uh, I don't, I don't know. That's an interesting question. Genetics. I don't know, but I think like, you know, if you look at your parents, if, if, you know, if you grew up in a household where your parents are creatives, I think there's a good chance that you could also end up, you know, you're, you're growing up and you're, you're going to be living through that, you know, whether it's the music that they play or the type of movies that they, they play for you when you're, when you're a kid. Um, And then learned. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's kind of all up to you and how your curiosity takes you. Um, You know, where you grow up, the people that you you surround yourself with, the, school you, you decide to go to um i i think it's a combination of both i don't think it's it's just one over the other i think in a lot of i think a lot of artists in their own stories like yes there could have been one that was you know more than the other but i think in terms of that question i think that they both can be just as uh just as valued the same yeah I, i'm grilling with the questions but uh would you consider like what you're doing like would you consider yourself an innovator? Yeah, I would say, I would say I'm an innovator for sure. Yeah. I think, um, I mean, in order to kind of make noise and disrupt the space that you're in, I think you need to be an innovator. I think there's times where I tell myself I could be more innovative, but that's also just kind of like my own mentality and the way that I think. And I'm, I'm kind of my biggest critic, you know, of, you know, Oh, why, why didn't you think of this or, or I, every time I go back and look at, especially with a lot of the videos that I do, I'm always like, damn, now I wish I could, I, I should have done this differently or I should have done that differently or this could have been done it a little bit different of a way. Like, I don't know if I'll, I'm ever going to escape that. Um, but yeah, that's always just like something me being myself. Um, and I feel like that that's kind of what pushes you to be more innovative is in my mind, if I think that this is something that is just kind of way too mainstream and done too often and, um, you know, then it's like, how are people going to want to like stop scrolling on their timeline if it's just something that they've seen all the time? It's like, you got to want to be able to put something out there that really makes people stop and just think like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, that's sick. Yeah, I like that. Okay, piggybacking off those two questions, how do you think like creativity and innovation are, are related? I mean, they go hand in hand, um, creativity and innovation. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be innovative on, I'm, I'm trying to, this I know, is, I was no, like I, very, I was, these are questions I that very, I don't even know. These are questions I don't very, even know. And I'm like, I wish I, 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 I wish I could just rip off and just like say something just like very smooth right now. But, but now you, you really got me thinking about this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't like, it's, it's, it's an interesting question. I feel like, I mean, I feel like I don't, yeah, I asked it without even knowing the, the answer, but I feel like maybe like, I don't know, innovation, you can't have innovation without creativity, right? Like you have to be creative to be an innovator or to innovate like a certain space. Um, yeah. But that's maybe like my just like high level thoughts of like. No, I mean, no. Yeah. That, the, yeah. That's a really good way to put it. Cause I mean, I, I feel like at the base you have, you know, the creativity. That's that. That's the base, the you know the base of what you have is being a creative, and then it's like, there's all these other kind of like different lanes that you can go into, and like yeah, being innovative is one of them. Um, shit, I mean yeah, 
Sorry, oh, now, yeah. now I'm just now, now I'm just thinking like a bunch of other different things right now, but no. No, yeah, yeah. No, I was I was trying to pick your brain and see see what you thought. Um, but but yeah, maybe touch on uh, maybe some touch on some like maybe you looking back on your work. You you touched on like yeah, I could have done this different. I could have done that. But maybe what are some like projects that you're maybe most proud of? Um, that that looking back on, you're like, damn, I'm I'm glad like that that I'm glad I did that, or I'm proud of myself for doing that. Um, uh, the most recently, there's a, there's a few that Kobe video I put out, I liked a lot just from like, just personal, like that was something that I just felt like I I wanted to do and I wanted to get out. It's like when a crazy situation like that happens, it's just like, you, you kind of don't really know how to process that. And for me, like that was the best way for me to process that it was kind of like a commemorative thing which that's not really my style at all but that was something that it just felt so right to do and I'm just like I didn't care about you know likes retweets and all that it's like it's just something that like once I did it I felt really good about it um I'll tell you kind of like a more exciting story for uh kind of a fun project that came about when I was at work uh, we had, I'm trying to, I'm trying to look back on when this video was, oh yeah, we had, so Quavo DM, like the B, the BR, uh, account, this is back, yeah, I posted this August 10th, 2018, um, posted it just saying he had, he was dropping new music, like, I think the next day or whatever, and so, um, we just kind of, like, replied, we were like, wait, why is Quavo, like, you know, just of all people just, like, talking about this like music that he's dropping to this 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 uh this sports account and so yeah. we're like I, we 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 really got to take advantage of this and we 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 talked we replied back we were like yeah we got this uh Trey Young and quit you know that that's one thing if you know me and if you know about the work that I do I'm I'm huge on you know trying to cross over sports and music especially hip hop as much as possible um so with a guy like Quavo who reps Atlanta hard um, he's always courtside Hawks games, pulling up Falcons games, all of that. Um, that was like a, a big moment for me to, you know, we, we, we hit him back. We were just like, yeah, we, we got this, uh, video of you and you and Trey Young together, this kind of like hype tape. If, uh, if you want to send us, send us a song at the time there was no hype tape made. It was like, yeah, yeah. We just like, to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were just trying to, we were just trying to get him to send it to us. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, get, give me a number. And I was like, yo, I, I, I told, like, everybody that we were working with, I was like, yo, I got, I got the Atlanta area code. I was like, send him my number. And so we put it in there, and I ended up getting three unreleased songs from Quavo. And I was just like, bro, holy shit, this is wild. And so we just <laughs> took we, we, we took the best one from there, and we put together. What was kind of tough about the video was, uh, like I said, this is in August. And so uh, Trey hadn't played a single NBA game yet. So we we could only use summer league highlights, and so I mean, this is just like coming from a very like critical standpoint. It's like I obviously would rather use like hype NBA highlights. Like if I had the footage now, like I would go crazy on a Quavo and Trey Young kind of crossover hype tape. Um, but yeah, at the time there was only summer league highlights. But I mean, I also found footage from Quavo performing at halftime at the Hawks game, and he was repping like a. Atlanta Hawks '91 with Huncho on the back jersey, and it just kind of added to the uh, to the aesthetic of it. But we put it out that night, um, and it was just kind of a cool moment of just being such a big fan of 
um, you know, Quavo and just the Migos and also being somebody being from Atlanta and just like being able to support your, your home team and just like, you know, musicians and artists from, from your hometown. And it was just kind of a cool, like collaborative process. I was just like texting with Quavo that, that night. It was wild. That's dope. That's dope. Do you remember what, what the three songs were? Yeah, it was, uh, we ended up using Lamb Talk. That was the yeah. one. So I don't even think it was on, uh, I don't know if it went on an album or anything. And then, um, hold on, let me look for the, uh, he might've put out, it might've been called like Bubblegum or something like that. Yeah, Bubblegum is what it was called. And then, bro, I'm trying to think of the last one. We ended up <laughs> using Lamb Talk. Yeah. Um, there's one more. I don't know. They're all out now, so it's not like yeah, I'm, yeah, so yeah. I, I I can't I can't say I'm sitting on any un, unreleased label right now, but uh, but yeah, there was a third. I think he dropped them all at the same time, so it was whatever was in those little like three pack. I think it might have been like yeah, a yeah, yeah. small EP or something like that. Oh, but yeah, those the, those are the three, and so we just kind of picked the the best song that we thought would make sense for um, uh, a hype tape like that. That's dope. What what are some things that you um, I guess are sparking your curiosity today um, that you you might want to dabble in, in in the future. Um, I'm working right now with uh, I'm doing some um like digital content with a music artist. His name is Leo the Kind. He's from uh, Boston. He's about to put out his first EP uh, coming out soon. Um, and so I think just working with music artists is, is a lane that that I want to get into whether it's music videos, just general creative direction, digital content, anything like that. Like we always talk about Cole Bennett, like that's somebody that's very inspiring as well for somebody at his age um, that has been able to kind of build this empire that, that he has built uh, over in Chicago. That's definitely an inspiration right there. Um, I still want to continue to, to make stuff in sports. Um, a lot of it, I'm I'm trying to go above and beyond graphic design. I think graphic design is just something that I can always have as like a utilization. Um, but yeah, I mean, directing, video editing, I think is a lane that I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to tap more into. Uh, it's funny, this whole quarantine, I I downloaded FL Studio and I've been I've I've been trying to make beats also. I always hey. tell people it's like it's like if I could ever start over and like do a different career, I would I I I would have been I would have definitely been a producer trying to make beats and all that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's, it's just not it's just not easy. But I mean, hey, it's like if if you have the time, it's like this is this is when you should do it to just pick something up and try try to learn something, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. Um, well, man, I I appreciate I appreciate you hopping on. Um, it's always it's always good conversation. Hopefully we can hop on a few more times. Um, yeah, bro. I mean, yeah, you got you got the interview questions down. You really had. I, I was sitting here scratching my head t- trying to think of some of these. Interviewing for a job or something. But, you know, I, it's just, I ask those. You're nice, I'm, you're nice with it. Yeah, sometimes I ask questions that I don't know the answer to, so I can maybe like formulate my own. <laughs> I mean, like take a little things I like here and there from people to see. Um, right. I really I appreciate your outlook, man. You, you got a dope eye, and and I, I admire your hard work as well and ability to just pick up new tat like you said just picking up new making beats and something you're interested in and taking the initiative so um keep going man and i appreciate you hopping on and, and excited to see where your future goes and and always rooting for you and always here yeah man likewise you know it's great to see what you're doing and you know like i always say it's like the, the only place to go is just forward you know 
Forward, right. forward and up. That, that's it, forward, bro. That's, forward and up. That's it. I like it. I like it. Uh, I ended this. Uh, I end these kind of now with like, what's hopefully these like live longer than than you and I. Um, what are some like maybe a quote or like words of wisdom or maybe some words you live by um, that you like to leave people? Um, I'll I'll use one that I, I think is kind of relatable to the times. Um, you know, I've seen a lot on social media about. You know, this is a time where everybody should be productive and, you know, you, you should be finishing that project that you want to finish or like do that thing on your to-do list that's been on there for the longest time. And, um, you know, some people are going to use this time to be productive. Some people are using this time to just get through each and every day. Um, there's no right way to go about what we're doing. It's like, as humans, we're all going through every, every single day is like a new experience and this is something that nobody's ever lived for. So um, I think I saw something on Twitter that was like, it's just something along the lines of like, you know, this is a, this is a pandemic, not a productivity contest. So I, I, I think it's important to just kind of like take a step back and just don't beat yourself up. If you feel like you're not doing enough, I'm somebody that does that a lot. Um, so I, 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 I think it's also important to just kind of like look back on how far you've come rather than looking, you know, so, so much forward to the, to the future and what the future is going to bring you when you don't even really know. So those are just little reminders that I tell to myself and hopefully that can help somebody else out there that's listening. I like, I like that, man. I appreciate you. Um, and continue kind of spread that message and, and being yourself. Um, like I said, I appreciate you coming on and it'll be, it'd be nice to look back on these, uh, this conversation in a few years and, and kind of revisit the topics we talked about, especially like talking about them in, in the time we're in. So, um, I appreciate you hopping on, man, and, and uh, we'll be in contact. Yeah, man, absolutely, always. I appreciate it. No, man, much love. Peace. All right, bro. Be easy.